0: in practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. Hi June, it's nice to have you on the show. How are you doing today?
1: Fantastic. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, you know, oftentimes I love to talk about the essence of this show, which is to invite amazing guests. Guests who have triumphed over one challenges or another. Guests who have passed through one um, tribulation, hardship, or whatsoever, and they came out of this stuff. In our audience, there might be someone who is stuck in that same situation our guests came out of triumphantly. Okay. So, and I tell you, June, this has been of a great help to diverse people because I get um, feedback from people who are listening on how the Show has been of a great help to them. And I'm so happy about it. So that's why we invite you, June. So within the next few minutes, I want you to talk to us about your story, um, the challenges, and how you came out of it trauma family. And afterwards, I've got some questions for you. Okay, let's get started.
1: Sure. So it's interesting, Every cha- everyone has their different challenges, right? And I think everyone looks at everyone else and thinks, oh, they've had such an easy life. Oh, look, you know, everybody must have handed everything to them to get them where they are. And for the most people, that's not really the case. You know, we chose the life that we live here. We literally planned it for different reasons. And if you don't like what's happening in your life, you have nobody to blame but you, honestly. Seriously. (laughs) You know, and everything in life is perspective, so you can look at it as poor me or why not me, right? So I grew up in a very difficult situation. I was one of eight children. My parents were extremely abusive. Um, although my father was a business owner by the time I was born, he we were broke. We had no money. We lived in an unfinished house. I was on welfare. Um My parents were both hoarders and very abusive to all the children. So we really only had each other to kind of rely on. And we didn't even really have that because there was such age differences between each of us. Mm. So, you know, most of my family ended up being alcoholics or drug addicts. Some of them are dead. I always said that by the grace of God, go I because it could always have been me. Mm. It could have always been me. But apparently I didn't plan that. I planned something completely different for me Hmm. and I made it through, you know, I don't say I was raised, we were dragged up, literally, and you can always look at things and say, you know, you got the short end of the stick, or you can always look at it and say, Hey, at least I got part of a stick, right? (laughs) I got (laughs) something there, didn't I? Hmm. So, you know, I was always grateful for what I had and I was always grateful for the people that came into my life to help me. I mean, I literally had friends and neighbors that, you know, fed me and taught me how to eat properly and manners and took me to their churches and Mm. I was very fortunate. I was very fortunate. Mm. And, you know, it's the old adage, you have to also do something for yourself. You can't just... You know, pray and hope everything works out for the best. There's self-responsibility in there somewhere. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's where you have to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and know that, you know, there is a God above. doesn't matter what you call him. There's only one. I died when I was 27 and it was a difficult decision to come back here. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing on the other side. And when you get there, you'll find out there is only one. doesn't matter what you call it. God, Buddha, Sosanadini, it doesn't really matter. There's only one. And it's amazing on the other side. But I knew I had a purpose here still. And I literally came back here for my children. And at the time, I didn't have my third one. And I have him now. And he's amazing. And we all have our struggles. He has his struggles just like everyone else. But it's all in your perspective. Everything in life is Your perspective, and you can choose to look at it from a negative perspective, and that will just keep bringing you more negativity because thoughts are things, and where your thoughts go, your energy flows, and that's what you attract. Or you can look at it from a positive perspective, and you can be grateful for what has been brought to you and ask, What am I supposed to do next?
0: Amazing, and that's actually correct, that's so true. Because, you know, um, oftentimes when people faces or face challenges, they actually have this negative perspective towards it. These challenges is actually against me and not for me. It's actually against my good and not for my good. I get it. I get your point. You're correct. It'll attract more dear. negativity yeah yeah
1: you know we're all energetic beings we're not the suit that sits in front of us Mm. we are the energetic soul that's inside that's who we truly are
0: Uh, and when
1: you get to the other side you know you're all the same you're all just energy Mm. and you you know you're separated basically by your belief systems and how advanced your soul is Mm. that's it you're not the suit you leave the suit behind
0: Mm. Mm. (laughs) that's correct and you know um Um, I love to call the body um, a dirt suit. And now hearing you say you leave the suit behind. That's so correct. (laughs) Okay.
1: Just what it is. Yeah, I
0: tell you. And I'm still going to come back to ask you a question concerning what you said earlier at what happened when you were at age 27. But I've got a very important question, and I'm so eager to hear from you. Are you ready? Sure. All right. So it says it says um, how can take for instance there is an individual who all his life is been um, getting in contact with wrong partners wrong partners he keep trying this wrong partner keep trying that wrong partner and now let's say that person is asking agent hey, how can I attract the right partner by knowing the three different types of relationships what would your response be
1: so it's not a matter of knowing the different relationships it's a matter of learning your soul lessons and that's why i wrote the book all's fair and love and karma because we come here literally to help learn our five soul lessons and that's what helps your soul advance on the other side and The people that we bring into our life are either people that we owe karma to from a past life. They owe us karma from a past life. um, They're here to teach you something or for you to teach them something and they come into your life for a reason. So let's say, you know, the universe wants you to think that you have choice. Okay. And free will. So the universe is going to offer you door one, two, and three. Most people take door one, they go through it. They might get married and have a couple of children they get divorced. They're back in front of door one, two, and three again. What do they do? They take door one again. They're going to go through it again. They're going to get married. They're going to have a couple kids. They're going to get divorced. They're going to be in front of door one, two, and three again. If they learned their lesson, they will stop repeating. Okay. And then they will take door two or door three. And they may still get married and have children again, but it's not going to end the way the other two did because they learned what lesson it was. And the five soul lessons that we have to learn, the first one is self-worth. You have to understand that it's not about valuing yourself because that's what other people do. They place a value on you. Self-worth is the accumulation of all of that. And it's the knowing that you are the only one of you in this entire universe. Mm. How special are you that they, they felt they needed you here? So you're here for a reason and there's, you're the only one there is. And it's not selfish and it's not narcissistic to put yourself first. Everything comes from that. If you can't take care of yourself, you're never going to be able to take care of anyone else, are you? Right? It starts with you. And no one can make you do anything. No one is that powerful to make you do anything. No one can make you happy. That's an inside job. When you're happy, it will ping pong off on everyone around you. Okay? But that is the first thing you have to learn Learn is self-worth. Then there is trust and communication, and you have to communicate with everyone in your life, in every relationship, whether it's a child, a parent, a lover, your wants and your needs. Otherwise, they're not going to know. You have to trust that there is a higher power and that there is a plan and that everything's happening not to you, but for you and for your highest and best. Okay. And you have to be able to trust your partner enough to be able to communicate to your partner what it is you want and need. Because sex is just another form of communication. If you can't communicate outside the bedroom, you're never going to be able to trust them enough to communicate inside the bedroom. Okay. Then you have unconditional love. And that's not playing the martyr and saying, oh, I have to stay with him, even though he beats me every day because I have to love him unconditionally. That's not what unconditional love is. Mm. And that's where the lesson of self-worth would kick in, because each lesson is reinforcing the previous lessons. They are all intertwined. You know, unconditional love is saying, listen, I loved you. I want the best for you. It's not working anymore. We're not bringing each other joy. It's time to move on and letting go. That's unconditional love. You know, suppose you had a child that you love very much and they did something horrific, like they murdered a neighbor in a fit of rage and they go to prison for the rest of their life. You don't like what the child did, but you're still going to love your child, right? That's unconditional love. Then you have money and balance and money is energy. That's why it's called currency. And it's what we use in this 3d world to show whether or not your life is in balance. Everything in the universe has to stay in balance. You have God and evil. You have the night and the day. You have up and down left and right, yin and yang. Everything has to stay in balance. And that includes you. You're freaking out every time there's a full moon. Guess what? You are, your brain is not in balance. Okay. So we use money in this lifetime to show whether or not your life is in balance. You don't, it has to be an equal exchange for everything, okay? You can't walk into a grocery store and plop down a million dollars for a gallon of milk, right? We don't do that yet. That's not an equal exchange of energy. It has to be equal. So if you're, all you're doing is working to earn your money and you're working 80 hours a week because you wanna earn more money, The rest of your life is going to be out of balance. Mm. You're not going to have any time for your family, Mm. your friends, or for your own hobbies, right? And self-worth comes into play then, right? Right. And then if you're just hoarding all this money and you don't even value yourself to spend the fruits of your labor on yourself, this is where your self-worth comes in, right? Right. And then you have patience. And we live in a world right now of instant gratification. Everything, everyone wants everything right now. Everybody's got, they got cell phones. Answer me now, right? Text me back now. Use Uber. Send it to me now, right? You planned this lifetime. Everything comes to you in the perfect time. And you have to know that. Your soul is way too big for this body. Some of your soul is in your body. Some, of, some people can talk about seeing an aura above their body. That's the part of your soul that's right outside your body. And the rest of your soul, the majority of your soul is in the fifth dimension, which is the lowest level of heaven. And that is orchestrating the timing of all the events that happen in your life. So as soon as, you know, people pray, right? As soon as you ask for something, everyone on the other side is working to get that together for you. It may not be instantaneously. It will come when you're supposed to get it. Not sooner, not later, at the perfect time, every time. And it's real easy to look back on the breadcrumbs of your life and see how everything in your life has been connected to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and and brought you to where you are today, right? Because every one of us, you are at the perfect place. You're right where you're supposed to be at any given time. And if you think it's difficult where you're at, that means something amazing is coming for you. Because again, everything has to stay in balance. So if you're going through a difficult time, you're going to have a really good time coming up after that because the universe has to keep it in balance.
0: Amazing. You know, I love how you have been explaining. Your words are so easy to understand. And I must confess, I am learning, most especially the part where you talked about patience. Oh, that got me. Thank you for that. Thank you so very much. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. I've got two questions left. All right? Sure. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So this is also very important. It says, um, what really is a midlife crisis? You got it?
1: So that's the point in time that you wrote into your life plan to basically awaken. So... You know, we go through, you have, so if anybody seen the movie Avatar, did you see the movie Avatar yeah, yeah, over there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's a beautiful depiction of what we are. We are just the soul that gets into that body. And every day you wake up, you are playing a part in a movie here. That's all this is. This is your role. You're playing a role, whether you chose to play a man, a woman, whatever you chose to play, that's the role that you chose to play here. Okay. And you have to remember when you pick a partner as well, that you have to allow them to play their role as well, because you chose them to be able to be in that role and help them help each other play your role. So I'm sorry. What was the question? The question was, um,
0: um, really a midlife crisis.
1: Oh, the midlife crisis. Okay. So you're playing your role here and we go through our day to day routine, right? Everybody gets up, they go to work, they cook their dinner, they go to watch TV, they go to bed, whatever. And you're going, it's like riding a train, right? And at some point in time, it's like, where am I getting off this train? And that's the point in time that you chose to start to awaken and realize that this life is short. We're only here for a very blink of an eye in the existence of eternity, right? Your soul is only here for a short period of time. And that's when you start asking, why am I here? Why am I here? What is it I'm supposed to learn? What is it I'm supposed to do? Who am I supposed to help? What's the purpose? So, you know, we call it a midlife crisis because people feel lost. They feel like they need change. But realistically, what they're doing is they're waking up to the fact that They're here for a short time. Why are they here? Maybe there's something bigger than them. And they also, at that point in time, start to remember that, you know, we're here for a couple reasons. One of those is to have, have a vacation and play a little bit, because when you're on the other side for that length of time and don't have a body, there's lots of things you can't enjoy. You can't taste, you can't smell, you can't have sex. There's lots of things you can't do when you don't have a body. And when we're going to do the nine to five and we're raising kids and we're focusing on everybody but ourselves, all of a sudden we wake up one day and say, wait a minute, what about me? Right? right? That's your midlife crisis. It's the beginning of your awakening.
0: The beginning of one's awakening. Amazing. Okay. So, the very last question um, Can you talk about the abusive relationship trap? You got it?
1: So that is basically what's happening with, you know, the universe trying to offer you choice or make you think you have choice, right? Just like you asked me at the beginning of the show, how come they keep on picking the same partner and going through the same thing over and over again, because they're not learning the lesson. Let's say the lesson was self-worth and you keep picking a partner that is verbally abusive to you or physically abusive to you or just totally ignores you and act like you don't exist. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, finally, so if you can't make the decision to learn your lesson and change the situation, the universe will step in. Mm-hmm. If you can't end it because it's not working for you, the universe will make sure the other person ends it. It's just like if you're supposed to take a job in a new state and move from where you're at, and this is what you're supposed to be doing and you're listening to your soul and your soul just says, I know I'm supposed to be doing this. I know I'm supposed to be doing this, but you're not doing it. The universe will step in. Maybe the house will burn down. They'll do something to make sure that you go where you're supposed to go. And that's what that little trap is. If you can't do it for yourself, what you have to remember is, you know, because we're a soul in a body, we all, we all have a brain, right? Yeah. Most of us. Well, your brain is nothing more than a computer, And it's a computer that helps you process all the information that comes to you every day. Okay. But your brain has a very specific job. Your brain's job is to protect you. How does it do that? It does it by creating fear. So people make all their decisions based on fear. And when you're doing that, it's literally a crapshoot. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But you're always questioning yourself. Everyone has had something in their life that they just knew they were supposed to do it. Maybe it was to take a job. Maybe it was to marry a person, something. You just knew, okay? And you just did it and it worked out fine. That knowing is your soul. When you make decisions from your soul, from that knowing, it is the right decision 100% of the time and will always work out amazing for you. So this is what you need to learn how to do. Get out of your brain and make the decision from your soul. And this is why I teach people to meditate. And I put directions to meditate in all of my books because it's that important. And it's important to do it properly so that you're protecting yourself. Because when you open yourself up to good, you also open yourself up to evil. Okay. And if you have a good heart, you're a target for evil. And I guarantee you, you'll be attacked at some point in time. I've been attacked many times. And I know many people that have. Uh, go talk to a priest. they'll tell you how many times they've been attacked by evil because they if they have a good heart, that's what happens. So you have to protect yourself and it helps you get in touch with your soul though so that you can you know like I said we pray right we pray we're asking the universe when you meditate, you're getting your answers and you may not get the answer right away, but you will get the answer within a short period of time.
0: Great, great that's so beautiful. okay, so to round up with. June, what would you like to say in conclusion to anyone listening?
1: Conclusion of what?
0: Yeah, I said in conclusion to round up with, what would you like to say to anyone listening to us?
1: Oh, to anyone listening. Sure. So you have choices in life. Your choices are to stay in the situation you're in if you're um, not real happy with what's happening or you have, you know, you can learn. And education is power, right? Knowledge is power. And this is why I wrote the books that I did. You can find them at juneedward.com. No S juneedward.com. There's links to all of my books. There are lots and lots of videos that you can watch. There's a free webinar that you can sign up to in regards to energy and learn a little bit more about energy and relationships. And it affects every relationship you're in. So keep, you know, remember that we're always magnets. We're either repelling or attracting at any given time. And when you raise your vibration through meditation and getting in touch with your soul, you can kick in that law of attraction. And by balancing your energy out, you maintain it. Anything that you want in this world is yours. You are the only people, you are are the only person that's standing in your way. Okay? No one else is responsible for it, but you. You planned it. You challenged yourself in the plan. You need to rise to the challenge. And it doesn't matter what the challenge is. You see people doing drugs and alcohol. Those are just challenges they wrote into their life plan. They can turn those into something amazing. And I've seen it many times over, but that's their challenge. They wrote it into the plan. They need to rise to the occasion. Doesn't mean they have to do it alone because no one's one's an island here. We're all here to help each other. So, if someone is struggling with something like that, there's there's a difference between a handout and a hand up. (laughs) Offer them the hand up, show them the help. Don't just hand out to them so that they continue their strife and their grief, right? Amazing. So, anyone can do whatever they want in this world, but we're here to help each other. So, find somebody to help. It's a good feeling.
0: Great. Thank you so very much, June. It was.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: Your words are so insightful and transforming. And I'm so sure that anyone who is um, stuck up in any situation related to what you've talked to us about, they are going to be experiencing transformation. Your words are so full of insight. Thank you for holding me in the invite. It means a whole lot.
1: Thank you for having me.